Like yeah. it's a clear download. Right. And I was kind of shocked when the idea popped into my head that said, hey, you need to ask her to be your wife. Woo! And that's strong. Because it was not even like, can you date me, please? It was like, <laughs> can you marry me, please? Yeah, we, we weren't even dating or anything. Wow. We, were just, we were just friends with other friends. You're listening to My Father Used to Say, live with Lady Bose. everybody what's up it's your girl lady bose and we're back for another episode of my father used to say as you can see i'm sitting here with a wonderful wonderful friend of mine and you may not know him but you're gonna know him his name joseph reed it is so nice to see you again how are you doing i'm doing really well very well i think that the last time i saw you you were performing somewhere and you came to the school that I used to work at. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that was a few years ago. Um, <laughs> but I can't wait to get into our conversation. As you know, my father used to say is a platform, podcast platform for people that have gone through um, an upbringing that has a lot to do with not only their father figures, but people who have great supporters, male mentors, pastors, teachers, brothers, someone of the male figure. And that upbringing has helped them to be successful in who they are today. And I love stories. So we are here to talk, talk, talk and catch up because I ain't seen you in a minute. Right. right? Let's delve in into your history, your upbringing and how it was like to be in a household full of educators, mommy and daddy. <laughs> like, talk about it from a father's perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think about my dad. I I have a few memories that kind of stand out. One is we used to be sitting at the kitchen table, the dining room table. And my dad would have stacks of papers. He was a history oh, teacher. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. History, history always excites me. But it also makes me like so curious as to the timeline and like so that's cool that you were able to watch this person in real time, you know, learn how to and build and teach others. Like that would have been interesting for me to be in a household like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so my dad would would have the stacks of papers he's grading and he would hand us stacks. Here, you grade these, you grade these, Who's me and us? my sisters and brothers. Okay, my sisters sister and brothers. Brother. Yeah. How many? <clears throat> At the, uh, was Pam there yet? I have two brothers and two sisters. Okay. So um, five all together? Yeah. Now I have a another little sister. Okay. She's five, I think. Cool, cool. Um, Addition to the family. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, five, five, you know, kids were helping Papa. Yeah, grading papers. He'd give us the, the yeah, answer key. That's, that's really easy. And we'd grade all the papers. I had to grade you know? all of them. <laughs> and, so when I, when I got to high school teaching like oh i've seen this before you know and i'm able to <laughs> right 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 so it was easy for you because you were already um kind of kind of like semi-learning pre-learning before actually having to learn it in school yeah You've seen a lot of the work yeah i think 
couple things I got from that experience. One was like, you know, an appreciation for the information. Like, oh, okay, this is interesting stuff. I started reading the answers and, oh, okay, getting in my mind. But the experience of sharing with family, doing mm. things together as a family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, that's part of what I wanted to, to share with music cards. Like, instead of it being top down, all right, do this, do that. Like, right. hey, let's do this together. Mm -hmm. And and that experience, that that energy mm. uh, inspires me and, and, and moves me. Whenever he would hand you the papers, how was his countenance? How was his disposition? Like, what type of man was he, like, in that moment and in that, you know, focus? How did you perceive your father as a young boy? <laughs> um, you know, I think I looked up up to my dad you know and so for him to say here joe grade these papers i was like all right cool like like he believes in me is that what is that what it is okay yeah and there was no anxiety no fear of of making a mistake you know he was right there i'd ask him hey dad what about this answer here you know so it, it was real calm real okay. easy okay mm -hmm. cool what are some of the things that you can remember that were very um, monumental in how you think today and how you've governed your life today. I, I think that um, I had a sense of safety and like stability in, in my family. And sometimes I didn't really realize it, but I would look at other people's families that were going through, you know, divorces and, and, the mother would have a boyfriend, father, girlfriend, confusing. And my family was intact. And I saw that that was like a privilege, you know. And it wasn't until, you know, later as an adult when my parents separated or whatever. Right, but right. growing up, like, I never worried about that, mm -hmm. you know. And we we certainly went through a lot of of things like we moved a lot and my parents sometimes would argue and this and that but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think i felt like this kind of underlying safety mm -hmm. um and security in just like you know we're a family and mm -hmm. and i remember my dad would like say hey we're a family we're gonna do things together as a family we need to eat together as a family at least once a day we need to pray he used to do this you, thing. You guys prayed together too? Mm-hmm. Like every every meal. Wow. We'd pray together. Yeah, yeah. We had different days that uh somebody would Yeah. Today's cool. Wednesday, your prayer day, you know. Yeah, that's Because cool. there were seven in our family, so it worked out wow. nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's right. That worked out perfectly, right? Yeah. He was like, Oh, we gonna make this a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He used to do a, a hug line. So every day before he he would say before the first person leaves the house they need to call the hug line and then usually it was him so he'd call hug line and everyone would come give him a hug that and is then, too cute yeah that's really sweet because i can literally see you passing that on to your child because i'm sure that that was part of the foundational like comfort of feeling like y'all out there you going through your thing but we good here even on the days where I'm like, why y'all yelling at each other? You know, <laughs> least y'all in the house. Talk to y'all later. You know, um, I love that hug line. Yeah. Who's first to call the hug line? Yeah. Y'all ready to hug Lady B? <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> I know you ready. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Have me a family. I'd be like, hey, honey, get in this hug line. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I love it. And um, were there were there personal moments? Because I know it was a big family. And sometimes, you know, as a child, you, you're trying to, like, get your mommy or daddy's attention. Daddy, look, look what I can do. You know, like, look what I can Like, Stuart, look what I can do. You know, uh. just, like, jumping around the house <laughs> trying to get attention. Um, t- talk to me about the more... Um, intimate parts of your relationship with Pops? Mm, One thing that comes to mind is my dad taught all of us to drive. And um, so so I remember the hill. We're in a stick shift. And he would take us to the hill and he would drive. He'd put the car in park, pull the the parking brake. Right, right, right. If he get out, we get out, we switch seats. So he's like, all right, let's go. Like, okay. On the hill? On the hill. So we had to like. <laughs> and this is a stick shift, you said? It's a stick shift. Had to put down oh, the. Oh, no. We would have been rolling. You know, the clutch and the. I'm so like, nervous Oh, my that. goodness. Yeah. So that was a bonding moment, you know, kind of stressful. But. Uh, Ooh. But, uh, was that another side of him outside of the teacher mode? That was teacher mode still. No, but think about <laughs> it. Like teacher and like. You my son, and we, this is, you know, we could die. So, you know, <laughs> you better get it to get. So how was that? You know? Well, uh, you know, I almost equate it to like when I was grading papers, like he obviously trusted me enough to do to it. To do it. You know? Right, right. <laughs> but it's so, still nerve wracking. Yeah. But it's like, well, if he thinks I can do it, then, you know, I guess, hmm. I guess there's some kind of hope, you know. There's hope. Because my father thinks I can do it. That's beautiful. If you didn't have that in your life growing up, how do you think it would have turned out? Just omitting that for a second and thinking about that. Yeah. Mm. I I notice sometimes, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I notice sometimes I'll hear some of my dad's words coming back, like he would say sometimes, That's right. you know, I'm proud of you, son. And like, I don't and even know. And they come in your mind's Yeah. I don't right. even know why he was saying at the time, but to know that somebody's proud of me, even if there's no particular reason, like, okay, I'm loved. Um, and if I didn't have that, I think I'd feel more, more unstable. And I, I know even now I, I look for, affirmation you know yeah. from from a coach or from a, a teacher to say hey you're doing a good job right and i think i would be searching for that more if i hadn't had it that's right that's profound that you said that that it's not that people that have fathers or have male mentors or, or even big brothers growing up in a home it's not that they don't need that self affirmation or, or, or let me just say that external affirmation. Mm, it's not, yeah, it's not that they don't need uh, the loves any less or whatever. Um, but it's still a necessity that's there that at least the, at least the top layers of these needs are at least knocked off because that's met and whatever else is left is what you search through, through your life. And, possibly even inwardly like a spiritual growth to to be like I affirm myself you know now that I'm an adult so I do 
I do find that profound and I do see how your personality shines because of that. Because mm. if every time I've ever been around you, I've always gotten a sense of peace. Mm. Like I've always felt like, well, if he can be happy the way he happy and <laughs> you know, he ain't living in no mansion or nothing. I, <laughs> I could at least smile, you know, cause I mean, and it's infectious. And I, I would remember when you would come at my some of my open mics back in the yes. day. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> and you would be so happy. And I'd be, I'm so sorry I can't pay you what you're worth. <laughs> and you'd be like, no, we're going to have a good time, Bose. Just... And I think that comes from a place of, of a good upbringing. I really do believe that. And, and sometimes people will say, well, you know, I didn't grow up with a father, but I had a brother. And you had two brothers. Mm -hmm. How was that? Good. One older, one younger. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say you learned from them? Because they were male figures in your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I remember being around my, my older brother. You know, he was two years older than me in, in school. Yeah. And... So I'd look, look to him as, as an example, like, hey, do I want to do that or, mm. or not? You know, sort of, sort of things like that. Um, also, both of my brothers are, I would say, charismatic. You know, okay. uh, they, they take chances. They do their own thing. Like my little brother decided to start a breakdancing squad <laughs> at, at our high school. What? Like, okay. And just did it. Yeah. And it was like popping. It was good. Yeah. Pop locking. <laughs> yeah, he taught me some right. moves. Like right, that. right. Okay, let me find out. JoJo knows some moves. Okay. Wow. Okay. But, and, and seeing that. Yeah, but I think that creativity, that boldness, boldness. came from, from my parents. Like my dad at, at, our, at my high school, he wanted to start a, a cultural, what was it called? Cultural awareness club and a, and a program. Hmm. And so he, I don't know why he decided to do this but he wanted there to be more history about different cultures in the school so he's like well i'm gonna do a program myself so he put on a show called the colors of success Ooh. when i was in high school and so it featured you know information stories about successful african-americans successful yeah. asian-americans and hispanic americans different people from different wow. cultures and his brain just like did that he came it, up with this and and it I, was a success yeah wow and you remember that clearly Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah. like hey you know you can do it just do it you know just do it and you're doing <laughs> some great things this is a business owner i don't want to talk too much about what he does from my own mouth because i need him to have this platform and share all right so first and foremost what do you do so everybody knows what you do out here in atlanta so i'm a musician and um uh Right now, mostly what I'm doing is is performing and also some music education. I have a a company called Music Unlimited, cool. and a music theory card game that I use. It's kind of the core of my uh, curriculum. Right, right. Uh, called right. Music Cards. Right, right. And so I use that. Uh, sometimes I'll go to schools and share them, or perform, or um, host, you know, game nights and get people right. together to learn music theory. Okay. Uh, and jam. Yeah. That sort of stuff. And I think I remember something of that nature when you came to the school, which was such a great um, 
gained for them. I think they were able to, the students at the time, they were able to really take some of some of the uh, teachings that I was teaching them and implement them in the game. And they were really trying to get all into it. So that was good. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you create the game? So I created it in 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, I was teaching at a school and it was kind of at my... a long time ago. That was before I met you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'd I'd been in Atlanta about a year and a half. Okay. (laughs) Before you decided to come up with this. Yeah. Actually, I was looking back through my journals, like keep journals. And when I used to teach in Colorado, Mm -hmm. I had this idea of doing a music theory card game mm-hmm. i was always trying to think of fun stuff to do with my with my students to try and get them to understand Engage these concepts them. without it being boring right so i never actually made it back then but the idea came back to me when i was teaching at a school here right. in decab county and um so the original version was just like a sharpie on a deck of cards yeah and then it kind of evolved from there to construction paper and laminated okay. and yeah because that's how we know that's how uh visions uh grow you know when you look at what even god talks about when he talks about write the vision down make it plain you know and as it was plain to you you were able to build on that foundation ain't that a revelation yeah and it's exciting because it's like it's like inspiration like i know what to do and then like it'll all come out at once and Downloads. then yeah, like a download. Downloads. We know about some downloads. <laughs> the game was like, um, at, at the time I was going through like a transition uh, with philosophy around education. Okay. You know, I come from a family of educators. My dad's a teacher. My mom's a teacher. Okay. I was working so as a teacher. that's where it comes from. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times working in the schools, I used to be like in my dad's class or at the school where my mom, my mom taught. Right. So, but like something was shifting in my understanding of how our education system works. And I was like, I need to do something differently because. Right. I love that. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so part of it was uh, the, the environment that the administration wanted me to create was much too rigid, much too oppressive. Trust me. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talk to me about how that helped you with understanding relationships. Hmm. Because, you know, we all go through ups and downs with the relationships, but evidently, you know, our journeys are our journeys. How did that cultivate in your life as you were growing up to lead to where we're at now, where you met your wife? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, one thing my dad always used to say, he, he was really into the Bible and he had a few verses that he would always repeat. And one was, Proverbs 3, I think verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart Mm. and do not lean on your own understanding, Mm. but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's that's a good one. (laughs) You better quote it. (laughs) Y'all out there who ain't ain't got it together, y'all better start finding something. One line in the something. One line in the scripture. Help your mind get right, okay? Oh, yeah, I just talked about that a, a few nights ago with a friend, you know, lean not on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. But if you acknowledge that there is someone greater than you, he'll direct your path. Come mm-hmm. on now. Right. So 
So that helps. That allowed me to take a lot, take off the pressure instead of me trying to figure out everything myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, what's that one verse? Trust in the Lord, lean on him. Okay, let me just do that. And so in my quest to find a relationship, right. there was all these pressures from this person, that person. Right. Online, they say, hey, go to this website to find some people. Go to this, use this app to find somebody. And my friends would say, hey, Joe, you should use this app and find mm-hmm. somebody. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so I tried those apps, you know, but I was like, this is too much. Let me just stop. Right. Let me just trust in the Lord. Come on. And um, so I, I was specific with God. I said, hey, God, this is what I'm looking for. This is just my ideas. And, but I'm going to leave it to you. And instead of me looking, 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 I'm going to look to you. And I'm going to relax and just trust you. I'm going to do my thing do work on business, work on my music. Mm-hmm. And so when I let go, then God brought yeah. the right person into my life. At the time I didn't even realize it, but right, right. And then everything was so easy. Come on and talk about the easy part. I love that. <laughs> Get into that because you said when you let go and then you know he brought your wife into your life and you didn't know it. Why didn't you know it? Talk to me about that too. Mm. Well, <laughs> when I met uh when I met Christine, like uh I was playing music out on the square. Mm-hmm. It was a blessing. Right, cuz you were doing what you were called to yeah. do. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Y'all catching this? Y'all catching what he's putting down? All right. Pick it up. There's right. this uh there's a series a, a guy named I can't remember his name now. The preacher was talking about um relationships and he talks about how the story of Adam in the garden, how God provided a place and provided, you know, everything he needed, gave him a purpose and a, and a vocation, all these things before he brought the person to probably into Miles his life. Monroe because he's really good at speaking on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe God so. rest his maybe soul. Michael Todd or somebody. Yeah. yeah. They, they have some good teachers on that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so I saw God doing that in my life. Like he had, I had a place, I had work, I had purpose. I was focusing on on uh seeking God and 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 being obedient and and learning his will. Yeah. And then um so when I met Christine, like I could tell that she was already on a similar path, you know, she right. was really into um in into the Bible and, and we started a prayer group there on the square and so we right. became friends. She started um doing a ministry. We're serving food for, for the hum- homeless people around the square. Wow. And, you know, so I partnered with her and that some other friends as well. Right. And also a big thing that God was, um, teaching me at that time was about generosity. And mm-hmm. he, I had my list of things, qualities I was looking for in, in a wife. Right. And he was like, Hey, you should add generosity to your list. You know, I was like, Oh, and I saw, Christine and how generous she was. And I was like, man. Um, and so when the, as things progressed, there were a few times when I had, you know, emotions that were kind of like, Oh, what's going on? What's going on? But I was able to kind of take that verse. My dad had given, you know, trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding, acknowledge him. He'll direct your past. Yeah. It kept coming back. Yeah. Okay. Let me just do that. And, um, yeah, 
I feel like um, we're talking about the downloads you That's get right. from the spirit. Yeah. A clear download. Right. And I was kind of shocked when the idea popped into my head that said, hey, you need to ask her to be your wife. And Ooh, that's strong because <laughs> it was not even like, can you date me, please? It was like, <laughs> can you marry me, please? <laughs> yeah, we, we weren't even dating or anything. Wow. We, were just, we were just friends with other friends. And, wow. But it was very clear. And I, the most stunning part for me was that I wasn't anxious. I, I was like, why am I not nervous about this? Right. What's going on? Right. Wow. So, yeah, that, that's why I said it was, it was easy. Mm. Um, was it also easy because of her reaction? Because, <laughs> you know, that everybody going to react like, did you just ask me to be your wife? <laughs> you not going to ask me on the first date? Like, what what we doing? So how was that? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I was a little bit, I, I didn't think that far. I, I think wow. I figured I'm trusting in God. I believe this is what God is telling me yeah. to do. And if I'm way off, I know that God has a plan. And yeah, and there's hey. a lesson in it. Yeah, so yeah. so I figured I wasn't going to worry. Yeah, because rejection is hard, you know. Um, have you gone through rejection before? How have you handled that? <laughs> um, I think, I think I have to come back to what is my foundation you know mm-hmm. who am i trying to please who am i trying to serve and why and you know if i if i am trying to please this person or please that person i'm going to be moved around and unstable right but if i have that peace that comes in you know seeking to do god's will you know st- staying true to what my purpose is right one thing my dad always said is one time he wrote us all a letter, me and my siblings, and he said, here's a few questions that you need to answer for your life. Mm. I'm not going to answer them for you. You need to answer them for your life. Come on. And one of the questions was, who am I? Mm. Another question was like, what is my purpose? And I remember my dad gave, and there was a couple other questions. Right. My dad gave me that letter and my other siblings that letter and I don't know if they ever replied to him, but I remember for me, it was a few years later that I would kind of revisit that letter, revisit that letter. And mm. then like an, a response came and I remember writing my dad a long letter. Right. Responding to those, those questions, but those questions like, who am I? What is my purpose? Yeah. Those kind of questions helped to solidify me. So when I face rejection or face uncertainty, I have something to hold on to. I love it. What is so profound about your father is that he really left you with such solidness that that's why people like me, people like your wife, people like your friends, they're getting only the best of what a real father transfers to his son, his daughter, you know what I mean? Because what you're telling me is transferring to me now. Mm. And in my frustrations, will I remember something that I've remembered from the scripture on my own account, but just hearing that someone else's father was so sure about this, that they instilled it in their child. Like 
okay, I can go to the next level of my life and my destiny. And I got this, you know what I mean? Because someone else was living that similar journey along the way and is completely um, at peace. And when things weren't right, they pulled from these places, not only, you know, the fatherly aspect of, of your upbringing, but a spiritual aspect. And talk about how important that is to have both. Mm. Yeah. So one thing I've been learning through studying, studying the Bible <clears throat> is the importance of fathers, the importance of parents. And one of the, uh, one of the 10 commandments is honor your father and mother. Um, and that's the first one with, with a promise, you know, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord, your God is wow. giving to you. Wow. Wow. I'm happy that you said that's the one that has a what? A promise. Come on. So if my daughter's watching, <laughs> one of the first things we ever did when I said we are going to start communicating on a daily basis, I'm checking in on you, and I might read a scripture or two. That's the first one I pulled up. I said, honor your mother and father so that your days may be long. You know, that's the one with the promise. And I told her, why do you think there's a promise attached to it? Now, in your study, what would you tell me? So I see kind of two levels, like here on on earth, here on the land, in day-to-day life, um, having a honorable relationship with parents just is it, it provides stability. It provides um, proper order. And, and then that translates to other relationships, you know. Come on. Being respectful of authority figures, um, honoring God. And then, um, then what I learned is that my, my dad's not perfect. My dad's not a perfect father. My mom's not a perfect mother. Right. And so I, there were times where I was let down, like, wow, my dad is not perfect. But Still. he was trying to point me to his heavenly father and said, you know, trust in the Lord. He's the, he's the father of all. And so... So it's helpful to be able to look to the, my ultimate father and look to his characteristics and um, and find ultimate uh, stability in, in, in him yeah. and remembering that my purpose is to honor him. To honor him. Yeah. So I, I appreciate, good. you know, having um, parents here in the day to day life. Right. And it's a wonderful practice to you know to show them honor yeah and i i want to get better and better at that but Mm, yeah i'm loving this i'm loving how you know there is a sense of like reminder for people who may have even forgotten you know because we get older we have our businesses we have our day-to-day and i i love i love saying day-to-day because on each day comes different emotions, but you still got to get up and, and make that day happen. And if you sleep it away or if you work it away and then you just suppress everything and there isn't something to pull from, this can lead into depression. 
and you can feel very pressed down and and pinned to the ground without a pick-me-up, without a, a remembrance. And um, I think it's hard for people who haven't grown up with both parents in the household and they've had to find personal pick-me-ups, you know, like sometimes those pick-me-ups were substance, substances or or other people or, or going from relationship to relationship. And in everything that you've described, you know, you haven't been swayed to do any of these things. Have you found moments in your life where you were lost and you've had to find your way back and thank God you had the, these foundations to pull from? Yeah, there have been times when um, sometimes I'll, I'll be tempted to go off a particular direction the easy way or the pleasurable way and something in my mind will say, hey, that's probably not the best thing to do, but I'm like, hey, hey I got this, you know. Right, and, right, right. You and, ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and then end up further down the road than I want it to be. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, let me humble myself and right. and get back. Um, but it, it's it's such a blessing to have something to come back to. Right. You know, have a solid foundation that even if I stray away, it's, it's still there. Right. You know? Right. When you teach, right. Are these some of the things that you leave your kids with as well? Like how do you um, get them to make sure what you're teaching them sticks? Do you add those nuggets of truth, those seeds of blessing? How do you <laughs> instill in them? Are you still teaching today? Mm. So I'm doing some teaching, mm. focusing more on music theory one of the uh, ideas that I've been trying to communicate is more of a foundational mm -hmm. thing. So, for example, in music theory, there's tons of concepts. You know, there's all these different chords and scales and intervals, and you have rhythms and dynamics, and right. there's a lot. Yeah. Um, As you know, I know. <laughs> As you're saying it, my brain's sleeping. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to give them foundations. What's what's a nugget you can mm -hmm. take, hold on to, and use? What's a seed mm -hmm. that you can plant and build from that? Right. And so, so I I've been moving more and more towards doing less, better. So instead of like the five hundred concepts or the hundred concepts or the fifty concepts, I boiled it down to to three. Wow. Three music theory concepts that wow. I believe if you know these three, you can build everything else upon. Upon it. And you can just remember those three, you know. Um, and then also What are they? The three the three I've boiled it down to are the musical alphabet, the chromatic scale. Yes. And understanding how to count half steps. Ah. Interesting. And then Okay. I mean, there's obviously I'm other information you. you need to know, but right. you can apply but those. But you can three apply. To... Yeah, you're right. Everything does um, form from the chromatic scale because it's every note. Mm -hmm. It's every note in, on every level and every range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then interval counting. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like how like, many 
perfect fourth and a fifth and right. sixth. So how many half steps is that? How many half that? steps to get there? Wow. Yeah. Today, how is the relationship with you and your father? It's good. Your father and you. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, we had, uh, we, Christine and I got married in January. Congrats Thank again. you. Exciting. I saw the pics. I was all in the um, IGs, okay? I was liking like everything, okay? <laughs> yeah, but well, we had a ceremony in, in September. Yeah. So my dad came out and... Where's, where, did he, where did he come from? Uh, he's in California. Okay, Cali. Mm-hmm. So he grew up in Cali. Uh, we moved a lot. But we moved a lot, okay. Yeah. Where did you grow up originally? Or did you say that and I just didn't pay attention? Mm, so I was born in... In Northern California. Okay. Growing up, we were between like Los Angeles area and Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Most of my dad's mm-hmm. family grew up in Wichita. My mom's is in. I think there's a whole vibe in Cali, though. I've 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 met a few Cali people, and it's it's very similar. This thing, carefree. It might be that. Yeah, if you meet some of my yeah. my relatives, it's similar. It's lighter. Yeah. Yeah, it's a light energy, like. But the few people I've met from Cali are, are just real, like, you know? It's like a big woosah, big yoga moment, you know? Growing up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I was 12, we moved to Colorado. So I was in Colorado most of my life Yeah. before moving here. Okay. Um, so when he <clears throat> came, how was that? Came for the wedding. That was such a long tangent, by the way, but okay, we back, we back now, we back. Okay, come on. Yeah, it was good. Um, my dad, he, um, my dad likes to have particular ways about him. You know, he identifies, I think, as, hey, I'm going to follow the schedule. And <laughs> and if you ask him, hey, dad, <laughs> hey, dad, how you doing? He's like, oh, reasonably well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i love Always. it a true a true answer of an educator you know yes yeah yeah so so it's good it's good to hang out with them we actually did a, a zoom call family zoom call mm. uh, a couple days ago and mm-hmm. so my dad was on the call my brothers and sisters are on the call oh and... y'all look too cute i just love it i love it <laughs> i gotta meet them one day i just gotta meet them hug them and be like thank you for raising joseph he's <laughs> so great okay <laughs> yeah and how was that how was the connection still lots of laughs still good conversation yeah and that's beautiful and 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 i think that when your pops is even much older and you know just is is in a position where he's not as mobile and he's just watching everybody in the household he's looking at these grandkids because y'all gonna have some right okay <laughs> that was that was a little su- segue into what need to happen in about <clears throat> two years two three years uh <laughs> i need to hold a little joseph be like auntie love you okay <laughs> but when grandpa's looking right um at y'all i think he's gonna feel so accomplished you know because uh, i do remember that um i don't know the scripture right off the top but i do remember that um there's a place in the word that talks about you know if you've lived your life you know and you've just lived it to work 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 Mm. and you've lived without love and you've lived without any substance you've really lived it in vain Mm-hmm. And it's a sad thing for a man to look back at his life and see that he has not really um, established anything 
within his own self, like family or, mm. you know, it's not even, and it's so weird because it, it talks about you know, what profits a whole, a man to gain the world and yet lose his soul. Mm -hmm. And I think that first way to lose your soul is to lose the aspect of loving and building, um, you know, foundationally in a family because mm -hmm. that's soul building, honestly, you know, so mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I want to, I want to talk some more, but we out of time. We out of time, y'all. Oh, <laughs> and, um, before we do go, I want people to, um, if you're feeling comfortable with that, share how they can reach you, follow you, um, you know, leave comments for you and say, man, that was awesome. Um, yeah. How do they reach you and what, what handle do you want to share with them? So, um, Social social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, Joseph E. Reed Music. Is that the same on Instagram? Yes. Joseph E. Reed Music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, on those three platforms. Okay. And then if you are interested in, in music theory, uh, I do offer music theory lessons. Cool. I make them fun. You can tell, right? Cause he ain't he, he ain't got no like you know. You got it wrong. You get an F. He ain't got that energy about him. <laughs> He'll be like, let's see how we can get your A, you know, next time. <laughs> I feel like he would say that if I learned theory from you back in the day. Um, not that I didn't have great teachers, but I do feel like I would be more like advanced because I was nervous about mm. it all the time. I would like, can I just sing it? Because I see what the notes are, but I can sing that. Give me a starting note and I can sing it. Mm. Do you have a website? Can they reach you? Yes. Um, so for the music theory, they can go to playmusiccards.com. Yes. That's music cards with one C. So yes. play, P-L-A-Y-M-U-S-I-C-A-R-D-S.com. Cool. That's information about. And they can play it online or they have to order? Um, I'm working on the online version. It's uh. Yeah. I use it for the lessons. Okay. But they can't order that yet. Okay. But they can order the, the actual, the actual deck of cards. cards. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys, please support. Um, especially if you have a child or you yourself are a music um, guru or at least wannabe. And then you can, you know, I have my stack of cards. I actually should have had him here and showed you. So, dang. <laughs> you live and you learn bring you back in a couple of episodes or a couple of seasons and see what, what's going on with it. But, yeah. um, and probably even introduce, okay, let me not keep evoking y'all whenever you're ready, but, uh, <laughs> I love kids. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, before you get out of here, I love to play a game off the top of my head based on our conversation and stuff. So me thinking, I know a little bit about what you might pick in my brain. I have your answer, <clears throat> okay. but you know, let's, let's start here. Okay. Would you prefer a bike ride in the city or a walk in the park? Mm. A walk in the park. I knew that. <laughs> but why? Can you tell the people why? I love riding bikes. Mm -hmm. um, but in the city, it's a little bit 
That's okay. right. That's what I. That's what I thought. I mean, you'd be dodging. You'd be like life or death. <laughs> like, yeah, because people out here, boy, this Atlanta, all types of drivers out here. Yeah. Like, but a walk in the park is definitely more your vibe for sure. Yeah, I like going my own pace and right. being able to take it easy, right. enjoy nature. Right. Right. Um, let's see. The next question. Ah, okay. Would you prefer a local restaurant or a five star? Or does it depend? A local restaurant or a five star? A five star. Like, you know, something with you have to dress up and there's reservations and there's a, and maybe there are reservations for the local one, but it's more like mama papa type, mama mom and pop type uh shop or restaurant where it's like you're inside the local village like eating their good food but you don't Mm -hmm. need no big reservation (laughs) you don't need no dressy like sneakers and a shirt and jeans you know yeah a good time if you're five minutes late it's not an issue but these five stars (laughs) 2.5 minutes late and they're like (laughs) are you still coming or can we give your table away so which one Mm. You know, lately I've been I've been desiring the the five star. Okay, just, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Just kind of the the energy, the elegance of it. Like a couple of times, Christine and I have gone to fancy restaurants. Right, right. And even if we just you know look at the menu. Right, and, right, right. All right, that's that's great. All right, we'll see you later. Or just oh, order okay, half of a dessert. You know. Worth. All right. Right, right. But, uh, some water <clears throat> and grape and some. <laughs> crispy you know or crispy uh, <laughs> toast you know yeah, yeah wow. but okay. uh but also that kind of opens my spirit up to that type of yeah experience and it's like hey you know something new yeah we can we can do this one day we can let's right. do this you know and and so you've been um pretty much exposing yourself to it because that also helps too with the whole manifesting like what eventually can happen Mm-hmm. I like that. It's I like, like practicing, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm a little dainty, you know. In the in the past, I I didn't mind a little mom pops, you know, stuff. But the older you get, you're like, all right, come on now, let's get some <laughs> filet mignon going. Let's you know, let's spice it up, right? So, um, and last question, uh, let's see how I can uh, what I can come up with. Um, ooh, yes. Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Talk to me about that. I thought you was going to pick Sunday. Oh. Yeah. So Saturday, um, so for years now, I've, I've been following the biblical command to keep the Sabbath, the right, seventh day. Right, 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 right. So resting from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, it's been a life changer. Good. Like, it's so awesome to to know I don't have to do anything Right. I can sleep all day if I want to. Right. And I'll be keeping God's commandment, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and do you and do you also um find challenges with that? Because Saturday is what the world, you know, they're busy on Saturday. And they're they, they won't stop, you know? Yeah, a lot of people call me for gigs on Saturdays. Hey, can you play my wedding? Hey, can you perform at this thing? And I'm like, well, so there's been a challenge inside of me to say, okay, no, I'm not going to work on Saturdays. Right, right, right. But God always provides above and beyond what I was going to get yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, 
You said sun up to sundown. Would you take an evening gig? Yeah. So after sundown on Saturday, right, I, I right. do take just as long as it's after six thirty or six. Yeah, whenever the sun sets. That's right. Okay, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So if you're gonna schedule me, just have that in mind. You already know, cause I'm. <laughs> it's rolling. It's rolling. I love it though, and I love you, brother. Thank you for stopping in for taking a, your you know time out of your busy schedule because we were supposed to do this last week. And um, you were just doing what you normally do, which is give of yourself and your heart. And we're helping some friends out for the wedding. How yeah. was the wedding? Did it turn out good? It was good. Okay, good. The young lady's from Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. My sister. I see you. I don't see you, but <laughs> I might see you. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of energy. I I most appreciated probably the the guys who came in and, and ran the music. Right. Played right. The, a lot of great Afro beats right, and stuff. Right, you so already know. It was good. Man, I love it. Um, thank you so much again. I know I say this every show, but we are looking for people who are interested in becoming a patron um, so that we can talk about your business. Um, I actually am going to be my own first time patron and let you guys know that uh, I am a vocal coach outside of this wonderful platform where I'm able to speak to so many um, different people across um, the Atlanta area. But I have a website, www.ladybose.com, where you can go and just learn about some of the music that I've been doing over the last few years, as well as... Um, you know, use my services or look out for my services as a vocal producer and a vocal teacher. Um, I know we, you know, use the word coach, but I actually do pride uh, myself in and, and thank God that I'm able to teach voice and enjoy it. And I still do it till today. So if you are interested, you know where to find me, www.ladybose.com. And again, I will see you next week for the next episode and of course i can't tell you who's gonna be on there you know how we do you just gotta tune in if you're watching on youtube facebook however you tune in spotify podcast um itunes i don't care how you tune in i just want you to make sure you share and you talk about my father used to say to others because we are about changing lives and the perspective of male mentors and fathers out here all right it's your girl lady bose and i will see you next week thank you and peace and love bye-bye